no excitement here, no joy, no head banging, no nothing. Uh, welcome in to a very sad edition of the PHMX Feedback Podcast. What happened to this team? Uh, my name is Derek Montia, uh, occasionally known as someone that covers, uh, allegedly covers the Arizona Diamondbacks. This man next to me is Mr. Electricity himself, Sean DePaz, and he has no yeah. electricity left. He's what's popping. I mean, he's look at this. He's he's turned into the arch villain that he always knew he could be. He's he's toothpick guy now, and the Diamondbacks made him toothpick guy. But we are going to talk about some good things today because not everything was bad. Of course, uh, we welcome you guys in to this show. Brandon Fott uh, might be the exact starting pitcher Ace. the Arizona Diamondbacks were looking Ace. for at the at the trade deadline. Uh, but let's be honest, pitching has not been the problem for this team. No, what, uh, well, what starting pitching the at the very least. Yeah, I mean, but, uh, but yeah, at even this point, relief pitching yeah, hasn't been well, the problem. I mean, we blame relief pitching. It's been a problem, but it, it hasn't has, been the yes. problem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's obviously the main problem. problem at this point. They, they, they didn't score a single. They didn't score a single fucking run in a bullpen game. It was a bullpen game. Nope. They didn't score a single run. Brandon Fott had the best performance of almost uh, one of the best performances of a D-best pitcher all year, um, and it. it if he didn't give that solo shot, we might still be playing baseball because the we offense might be. didn't do a damn thing. And it sucks for Brandon Fott to have such a good outing ruined by the lack of run support. No run support in this game. When we talk about on, this on team DeGrom, and, like and how bad they've been, uh, this was another day where they didn't do anything as far as uh, runners in scoring position. 0 for 5 today. In this series, uh, they have had, and we're going to get to the numbers. We're going to get to the numbers, of course. But I, I can't, I can't wait to get to the fact that they have had in a four-game series, oh God. 13, 13 runners in scoring position. In a four-game series, I'm going to repeat that for you one more time. They had 13 total runners in scoring position, which averages out to, I believe. Uh, if I'm if I'm if I'm we're good on math here, just just uh, like three per game on average, uh, not converting those three and a fourth. Well, yeah, and I mean uh, their their batting average isn't terrible because they haven't had a lot of opportunities, so they were able to convert a couple of those, but not many. Uh, and this offense just continue continues to struggle. I I, I want to blame the Giants pitching staff, but like you said, today was just a bullpen game. I mean, yeah, Benjamin, they beat us with two hits. They got two hits. I, they got two hits. Two hits. Two hits to the Diamondbacks. Six hits. The Diamondbacks were unable Most to score. Most MLB teams run. are winning this game. <sighs> if, the, if they're in the Diamondbacks position. Most MLB teams... And I mean, to, to be fair, the Diamondbacks are probably winning this game most times too. I, if you I play don't this game ten times, they it. probably win this game. The majority of them, right? Like, it, it's it's pretty hard to win a, a to lose a game when your pitchers, uh, when your starting pitcher, or I guess your entire pitching staff performing the way they did. But I mean, yeah, it's just it's where the offense is, is at this point. It's it's an absolute train wreck. Um, it's I mean, we, look at this lineup, man. Like they were, there was guys playing out of their minds in the first half of the season that I think allowed us to ignore the fact that when you look at this, when you just look at the names on this lineup, it is not an MLB, like it's not a, a winning MLB lineup. Emmanuel Rivera, Tommy Pham batting two three, that's not an MLB lineup. Corbin Carroll finally to bat leadoff, which is fun. But I mean, I mean, it, it, technically, it it actually is an MLB oh, yeah, lineup. But you're, you're you're talking a quality of lineup, yeah. and I have to say, you're not wrong. I mean, when you look at the guys, you know, starting especially. Uh, Jace Peterson, which gets uh, a lot of uh, a lot of disdain, but I mean, Jace homeboy. Peterson honestly has been producing at least more than other guys on this team currently. Yeah, but he hasn't. He's been. I mean, half of his production he's ruined by getting thrown on on the base paths. Um, yeah, 
I don't know, man. I mean, I mean, show me anybody right now that's doing well. I mean, Tommy Pham, 0 for 3 today. He did draw a walk, so he got on base in his debut, but he didn't do much else to that. Emmanuel Rivera, known professional baseball hitter. As much as you want to say, he has no business hitting in the two-hole. The man does have uh, one of the higher batting averages on the team, went 0 for 4 today. Uh, I mean, honestly, I, we we talked about it, and we just we kind of stood back and, and were astonished by some of the things that happened in this game, especially late. Uh, things that normally would have gone the answer backs way previously, but now whatever this iteration of this team currently is, uh, things aren't going their way. You know, the Christian Walker uh, single that was two feet away from being a game-tying home run there in the ninth inning. You also had uh, a comebacker that goes right to the pitcher. And Dude, instead what of, is, I mean, instead of it breaking, you know, fracturing it went, that pitcher, something right cursed angle, is happening with this baseball team it right went now. Off his net, yeah, it has to be. Yeah, and a foot away from a Christian Walker game-tying home run off of someone's neck, and with, not a man in the world who needs a home run more than Christian Walker right now. There's then, yeah, a, one off of like like we were saying it during the game. That gets that gets hit at a D backs pitcher. He is dead. He is on the field, <laughs> no heartbeat, he just, no brain activity. Yeah, dead. The end of his career, basically. This guy is just like, oh, I think I got. I think. Oh, I got a mosquito. It. Yeah, I got. Let me go pick up this I've baseball and throw the homeboy out it. But no, Austin Adams gets hit, fractured fucking ankle. Yeah. Uh, Elise said in the comments something about not hear, hearing the words not like the the pitching has not been the problem, not something I expected to be saying at this point. Have you asked me in June? Uh, yeah, exactly. Because we talked about the trade deadline. We talked about what the Diamondbacks needed to focus on. And even though they didn't land the starting pitcher, we felt that they needed in order to bolster this rotation. Uh, they did get some help. And Right now, as much as you could say, oh, well, they, you know, Brandon Fott gave up the one run. Like, so that's how baseball games go. Yeah. No, Brandon Fott was incredible today. And Brandon yeah. Fott deserved more run support behind him than just uh, nothing. Yeah, 100%. And, and, nothing. And, and I, like, people are criticizing Hazen. Tory criticism, I get a little bit. The Hazen criticism, like, when we talk about where we were before this lineup, like, sure, the right-handed power bat was mentioned. But by and large, like offense was not the focus here. It was the pitching staff, and the pitching staff hasn't been the problem over the last week or so. Like since the trade deadline, obviously the bullpen has not been great. Um, I mean, the bullpen continues to not stop from giving up runs, but they didn't give up a run today. Yeah, so, hey, and, there's, and there's, there's there's something. By and large, uh, I'd have to go back and look at this. So I'm not speaking outside my neck, but like it doesn't feel like necessarily they're the reason. That, like there obviously are situations where they are the reason losing games, but, but like. A lot of the times when you sit and look at games in totality at the end, you're like, if if this is what the pitching staff gave us, that's a game we should be winning. Yeah. Um, even if the bullpen's giving up a run every game, like still. Um, and they're not. Like, And so as far as Hazen's concerned, like, sure, he could have gotten more like another starter, more bullpen help. But that's not why they're losing games. right. That's not why they lost this game. Not why they sucked this series. Their offense, like what you talked about, is not is not producing. And that was never part of the plan here. Um it's just a, a little bit of an unfortunate reality, and I don't. And if the offense were performing like this before the deadline, they weren't trading for anybody. Um, yeah. They're not buyers. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I, to be I, to be fair, they have been going back to July first, the worst team in baseball. Like they're they're it, it's it's a fact. They have the worst record in baseball dating back to July first. Uh, they've won seven games. It is August third. They have won seven games since July. 4th. Do I use the D word? I think I, I, I'm, I'm using the D word after this series, or, or maybe mid series. Yeah, 
No, I mean, I, I said it yesterday, and Jesse said that I was being, uh, you know. Uh, I'm with you, Derek. Emotional, right? I was being, it was too much. But I'm saying, if they cannot win the series yeah, I think, against the Twins. I think with I'm with these you. pitchers. Yeah, with, with this Gallen, with these matchups. Ryan Nelson, and and starting off with Merrill Kelly in game one on Friday. Ryan Nelson on the road. Ryan Nelson on the road. Zach Gallon, I'm still not that worried about Zach Gallon on the road. I know his splits have been terrible, but I still think Zach Gallon can just Zach go Gallon's out last outing was good until it yeah, wasn't. Yeah, well, I mean, it, still three earned runs in seven innings, basically. Yeah. Like, that's still, it's still not a fucking disaster if your team can score runs, right? Like, if some runs can be generated, then these are not disastrous outings. Ryan Nelson giving up two runs. Uh, Brandon Fott giving up one. Even if when we look back on this series, right? We're again, I am getting ahead in the series, but Diamondback starting pitching gave up two earned runs, three earned runs, two earned runs, one earned run. That was what they gave up in this series. And they fucking lost three out of four. That's crazy. That's crazy to me that that's what they gave up and they lost this series uh the way that they did and again it was very important we we don't just send jesse out there for nothing what 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 are you laughing Watchman's about Watchman's comment carson kelly selecting a pitch to swing out reminds me of my grandfather selecting grapefruit oh, and fries oh, yeah. that's an all-timer <laughs> that's a great comment shout out Watchman. that's so good oh my god hey, Benjamin, good point. The for, giants me, for, did not for me it was my dad with avocado but the yeah. same thing i'm with you but what were you saying the giants didn't deserve to win that series like no, the Giants, the Giants, no, they didn't do enough to win that series, but they did enough to win that series. Like that's the way that baseball goes. You you can say they didn't deserve to win it, but did the Diamondbacks deserve to win it with the oh, way that they played? No, the Diamondbacks earned the, this the, losing this series. They earned those losses. It's they incredible. handed wins to the, the the Giants that the Giants did not do enough to deserve. But you shouldn't be winning games scoring one run and two hits. I want to get back to the starting pitching because as much as the offense pisses us off, I we don't have a solution. We don't have an answer. We have nothing to say about it other yeah. than it. We're we're as frustrated. It's as maddening to us as it is to you as fans. Um, but Brandon Fott was absolutely dominant in this game. Uh, he was dominant until the fourth, to be honest. When when he got into the fourth, he started getting hit around a little hard. But he only allowed one hit uh, early there, and that first hit was a home run by Lamont, Lamont Wade Jr. there in the fourth inning. Uh, he gives up one more run in the outing. His total line is seven innings pitch, two hits, one earned run, one walk, seven Ks. He had 15 whiffs in this game the man was dealing and again when you talk about what you would have wanted out of a starting pitcher uh, that the diamondbacks got uh, at the direct trade deadline this 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 couldn't have even been a dream having a guy come in here yeah. and pitch seven innings uh and give up one run do you know how how like just think about how angry you are about this loss right now can you imagine if this performance was jack flaherty yeah, or Michael right? Lorenzen after yeah. the Diamondbacks trade for him, they come in. He able he's able to give them a no, performance exactly. like this, and then they fucking then they, shit they, the bed offensively yeah. like they did, and give him no run support. That's bonkers to me. Yeah, right? and I mean, really, like, yeah, exactly. If you knew that, if you could have known for sure that the pitching, the starting pitching was going to perform the way that they have since the or after the, I guess since the trade deadline hasn't been that far away, but I mean, it's been a couple of games. Like, if you if you're getting this fought every day, or you're getting whatever, like. Starting pitching is not that big of a was not, would not have been that big of a priority at the deadline, um, and I, and at this point, yeah, I don't like you. I you can't sit here and be mad at Hazen for like not getting a starting pitcher or something like that, or not doing enough at the deadline, and then also be mad at the like the offense has sucked. It would have been a it would have been a, a, a it's again small sample size, but it would have been a very bad decision to give up 
assets for a starting pitcher just for them to not get any run support. The point, the overall point, at least my 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 overall thought here is that there were so many weaknesses, and this is what we talked about at the trade deadline. Like you can't just do one thing because at this point, the team, especially as they limped into the trade deadline, just showed that they needed improvement in so many areas. They still need improvement at starting rotation, but Brandon fought. Like let's 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 give it up. Let's give the man his flowers yeah, because 100%. he has been excellent in his last three outings. And I understand that at times, as a fan, you get excited about a young guy getting called up only for them uh, to take a while to acclimate to the big leagues. In the case of a starting pitcher, that means they're going to get rocked a couple of times, and they're gonna, not going to have great outings. But this is how, like, see this this is the the thing that would have happened to the Diamondbacks is they would have traded fought at the trade deadline and we would have had to watch him pitch this kind of outing with someone else and then we would have just all just and then be a perennial hall of famer or all, all-star make I, the hall we of just fame. collectively would have just given up well, on Brandon this was going to be the greatest uh pittsburgh pirate of all time yeah like it was without a doubt um a couple things d-backs officially have a negative run differential hey negative four negative four um, expected win loss for the arizona diamondbacks 55 and 55 fun fact um. Yeah, there's two teams in this division that have a negative run differential. It is the Arizona Diamondbacks at minus four and the Colorado Rockies at minus 160. Um, minus the fourth place San Diego Padres, who, like it or not, are coming. Um, Phrasing? Oh, well. Um, <laughs> I'm not even breathing hard. Like yet. it or not, they are... <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like it or not, they are on the way. Um, they have, or they're plus 70. Oh, they have a expected win loss of sixty two and forty seven, which would put them in second place in the division, um, with the same number of wins as the Los Angeles Dodgers. Uh, Elise in the comments said, "Well, Hazen messed up this off season and not getting another starter before the season started. No, I disagree. He hung his hopes on Davies, a wash mad bum, and a few starts of Nelson and Jamison in the prior season. I, I, I don't, I don't think that's necessarily completely yeah because fair. they, they, we said it before the season started. Everyone we talked to from the organization had." Tempered expectations. Uh, they, like, remember, uh, you, you and I, yeah, you and Derek I were Hall. together with the Derek Hall interview. Yeah, we were he, chatting he with Derek like, Hall. Derek Hall tried several times to temper expectations, and that was during the preseason, like talking rah, rah, to rah. media. Yeah, yeah trying like, to get everyone excited. Trying to get he people excited about it, and he just didn't want. Almost, he didn't want this. Yeah, because the reality right? is, is, if they if they go to sign some big time starting pitcher in the offseason, we're all sitting here being like, "What the fuck are they doing? Mm-hmm. Like, why they, they're doing this again? They're going to make this mistake that franchises make all the time yeah. of going this, for it before they're ready." This franchise, right? Ready. And like, yeah. and again, look where this team is right now. A starting pitcher, a one good starting pitcher, doesn't make that difference at this point where the offense is. Um, so <laughs> you're sadly very, very correct. So like, I, I, yeah, there's no way that Hazen could have predicted them to have been this good. For the first half of the season, then to be at this point, because uh, if he did, he's trying to sign JD Martinez. He's trying to sign big yeah. bats. Yeah. Um, yeah, which I think which he will attempt to do in the offseason. That but much. Bogarts, Xander Bogarts, who they were in on, which they, apparently they tried to sign. That one would have made a difference. Xander Bogarts being a part of this team, whole, whole playing third shit. base. Oh boy, wait, what? Maybe playing, maybe playing third base. I'm not. I know. I'm out on that. Mm. I'm. I was. I'm very anti third baseman Bogarts because he fucking hated it, and it was his worst professional baseball season. Was when he played third base. Perdomo third base. Yes. Yes. I'm in. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. All right. We figured that out. 
Well, we, 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 got, we, got, we got our imaginary I just dropped my, I just dropped my toothpick. Man. But I got to back up this well, It's time. all right. We have a, yeah, he's learned from the past, something <laughs> the Diamondbacks haven't really done. We do have to give our king snake out, and of course, there's nobody that deserves it more than Brandon There's nobody Fott. that deserves it. Oh, well, Nobody yeah. deserves it, period. But Brandon Fott deserves it. No, fuck that. No, I'm not even going to say yeah. it. Brandon Fott, Brandon Fott deserves, that. deserves it, period. Besides, this man was incredible today, and... He's gone through a lot to get to this point. You know, he's gone through quite quite a lot of trial by fire. Uh, I think his his maturity has shown here, his ability to adapt. Most importantly, his ability to be coached. We talked about, yeah. I, I've talked a lot about how, how Brent Strom discussed with the media how he got Brent, Brandon Fott uh, to pitch on the other side of the rubber uh, and get some of those pictures, uh, pitches to look a bit more deceptive. Have a more, you know, similar because of his, his arm slot. It's a very deceptive arm slot. So he has the ability to throw pitches that look like everything looks like, you yeah. know. And so Strom really worked with him on that. And I feel like the results have shown what that that, that has worked for them. So uh, Brandon Fott, keep doing your thing because 100%. with Brandon Fott, Merrill Kelly and Zach Gallen, you know, kind of anchoring the starting rotation. A Which, bit. like, listen to yourself. You just said that you just named those three names anchoring the starting rotation. But two weeks ago, we were talking about Ryan Nelson being that guy, and two weeks before that, we were talking about Tommy Henry being that guy. Oh, I mean, Tommy Henry. Jesse's going to have some updates uh, on Tam Tommy Henry and Zach Davies in a little bit. But let's be honest. Uh, this situation has changed quite a bit. I mean, it's very fluid. We knew that trusting all of these rookie pitchers to be part of the starting rotation was going to potentially be a disaster. Yeah. And for all intents and purposes, it hasn't really been as big of a disaster as, as we thought it Nelson's would. Pitching at home, it's yeah. But you know, uh, yeah, I, if, the, if the bats can't if the bats can't hit baseball, they're yeah. not going to win games. Yeah, the big thing for me with Fott is just the like the perseverance because I got like I was getting really worried. That uh, like this was going to be a situation where he just was could not handle major leagues because he was obviously looked he just seemed really rattled and I feel like you could see it on his face like he looked unsettled and like overwhelmed early on uh, his face was always like flushed and red which it still is but like he just always seemed like uh, like really overwhelmed by it and I was worried that either he was going to get discouraged by the lack of success early on and <laughs> I know way Damon just reacted behind the Mac and I know exactly who's reacting to I'm gonna get there in a second. Um, but um, I was really concerned about his his uh, like whether or not he was going to be able to stick with this, and he seemed to have bounced back and kind of acclimated a lot better. Um, I'm guessing you're responding to the "Let's fucking go, Brandon" comment. Yeah, I saw that at first, and I was like, "Whoa, what are we doing here?" I'm assuming it's Brandon. <laughs> I'm assuming it's Brandon Fott. But I, when I first read it, I was like, "Whoa, where did that come from?" I mean, I guess to each their own. But not what are we doing here? <laughs> not 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 today. Not, <laughs> not after today. A day like that. Not today. Um, all right, but well. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't have much else to say other than uh, some, Fought deserves some, better, man. We deserve better today. We we have some we have some uh, video uh, from Tori after the game, and I don't know if it's going to instill a lot of confidence in you guys, but we'll get to that here shortly. Of course, you can swing for the fences, and you'll probably do a much you'll better probably job hit it six than the inches off the top of the wall. Oh man, don't single. do that. No, what you will do is you'll single, you'll double, you'll triple, or you'll hit a home run. And I'm I'm, I'm like voting Christian for Walker. you to hit a home run. Uh, with the new swing for the hey, fences. Hey, if you hit a home run, uh, you've done more than the fucking Arizona offense. 
He's not wrong, but uh, it's this easy to try to get in on the swing for the fences game. Or no, you don't have to try. You can do it. You will do it. See, that's the problem. Diamondbacks are thinking, uh, I'll try. No, there is no There's try. There is no try. Just log into the BetMGM Sportsbook app. Now, uh, if you don't have if you have an uh, account, sign up immediately. Use our bonus code of PHNX. You get down on some uh, bonus bets if you lose. But, of course, log into your BetMGM Sportsbook app. Uh, play the BetMGM MLB free-to-play game from now until September 7th. All you have to do is you beat a, you're a batter, you pick an area of the strike zone. Based on the area you select, you will have a result. Whether it's a hit, whether it's a home run, whether it's an out, you will get the prize associated with that. That prizing must be used on MLB and does expire in 24 hours. So do not hesitate to jump in and make some money, just like our buddy Shane did. Jumped in on the Texas Rangers at one and a half uh, run uh, line over. Mm, yeah, uh, big, that was a big get for and him. It was, it was, it was a fun. We well, were he, all he rooting for them. It was White Sox, right? Yeah, he bet like on them game? minus one and a half at the beginning of the game. Scherzer got rocked at the start of the game, so he got real worried. But because he's not a coward, Shane uh, doubled down bet on better odds on the the. Rangers minus one and a half, and then they came back late in the game and won by two. What a stud. What, what a stud. A stud. Uh, if you haven't signed up for the BetMGM app yet, you can be a stud just like Shane. Use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona peeps, make sure that you get down on the first bet offer, which you will receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if it loses with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use your bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to our buddy Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Nevada. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, or Ontario. Uh, I see our, our our Dodger loving friend Mo is in the chat. Mo sent a, a comment that said a Puerto Rican friend from the Montilla tribe once told me if you can't score three runs, you don't deserve to win. Uh, he was rooting for the D-backs. And I believe that because yeah. he hates yeah. the Giants. Yeah. I'll also say I used to say that all the time. I, I my my theory, my philosophy on baseball is if you scored two runs, if you score one run and you win the game, you're lucky. That's the way I see it. You need to score three in order to solidify any win in baseball, but that's just my feelings on it. I thank him for being here. I thank all of you guys for being here in the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. If you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, do so now. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any shows go live. Leave us, uh, of course, a thumbs up so that way we know you like the show. If you're on the audio podcasting side, make sure to subscribe to us there. Leave us a review. We always appreciate that feedback. Uh, and most importantly, sign up today to become a member of our Die Hard family. If you have not heard about all the wonderful benefits uh, of the Die Hard membership, you must not watch this show. This yeah, must be your well. first time here. But I'm going to tell you all the wonderful benefits. Not only do you get uh, a free gift certificate, $50 gift certificate from Mountain Mike's Pizza, you also get a Dobson Ranch Ranch card, which comes with all sorts of great golfing benefits if you live in the Dobson Ranch. I need to go out to Dobson area. Ranch. I just start fucking... I need to smack this shit out. Oh, man. Balls. I'm... It's a great stress relief to go out there. I, I Honestly, like, I, I don't like golfing as much as I like going to the driving range. 
Like yeah. I love going to the driving range. Well, yeah, because it's uh, just more fun, less uh, pressure. It's, it's less way less pressure. Like, there's no sucking at the driving range. Yeah, like, you're, you're, you're not a good time. Keep, yeah, it's you just hit a ball. If you, if, you, if, it's, if you don't hit it well, yeah, hit the next one. That's right. Uh, you'll get that. You'll get all sorts of wonderful things from us. You'll get a PHNX uh, free piece of merchandise from phnxlocker.com, 20% off all future purchases. You also get access to our members-only Discord lounge, which is the best place to be an Arizona sports fan. You get Jesse's newsletter, full count, and all of the full uh, all of the newsletters from all of our writers around here. You also get members-only access to events, discounts on events, members-only merchandise, and so much more. So sign up today over at gophnx.com. Um, let's take a look at the numbers for this series because of course they're pretty unfortunate um and of course we're gonna have jesse friedman here joining us here in a moment he'll be very interested to go over the numbers with us as well but uh let's bring jesse in since he's here jesse uh i'm we're, we're not happy i'm sure the diamondbacks aren't happy what what is uh what are the feelings after brandon fought goes out there and throws a one run gem and uh gets no run support Man, yeah, where to, where to start with this one, right? Uh, the diamond, I mean, you allowed two hits in an entire game. Brandon Fott didn't allow his second hit until I believe the the seventh, sixth or seventh inning in this yeah. game. I want to say it yeah. was the seventh was inning sing, that he allowed that second hit. Yeah, yeah. Um, he played it. He pitched an outstanding game. I mean, Brandon Fott was every bit of the top flight prospect that that you know a lot of people expected him to be in this game this was really impressive stuff i don't think there was anything fluky about his pitching line uh his sweeper was outstanding in this game it was his most thrown pitch you can you can tell he's just gaining so much confidence with some of those secondary pitches something that we really haven't seen from him in the past but yeah this yeah. offense man i mean where where do you start with this offense the diamondbacks after winning the opening game of this series four to three they come back, they score five total runs the next three games. And they just like this team just like can't score runs. Like I don't I don't really know how else to say it at this point. Uh Tori Lavello uh after the game, I don't know if you guys have, have talked about this comment yet, but he was basically asked, like, what what do you guys like where do you go from here? Uh Tori's been consistent throughout this entire time. The guys are working really hard, the coaching staff is working really hard, the effort has been there, you know, to the max that you would expect it to be. And yet these are the results that that are, you know the team is getting time and time again and tori was asked like what else is there to do and, and i mean he basically to, to summarize was like i don't know like what what else what else actually is there to do we have that video right here here's what tori had to say about the team's current struggles it's it's what makes sports so great professional sports so great and then it just rips your heart out um I don't know what else to do. I want the guys to focus on the right things, um, relax, and keep things simple. Now, that doesn't mean don't try hard. I, I want everybody's absolute best effort. But if you got the Bunsen burner out there and you're building rocket ships in between pitches and, uh, and at-bats, we don't need that. I want you to simplify things and go out there and execute to the best of your ability. Um, and that's that's where we're at right now. The effort has been fantastic, but I think we're just overanalyzing everything. <laughs> Jen, <laughs> I wow, uh, that was encouraging. There's a lot to unpack there. Um, I'm 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 concerned. I'm concerned. I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, it, it, am I taking this wrong? But he legitimately looks out of answers as a manager for this team. I mean, is it? 
Oh, did Jesse Jesse's audio Jess, go away? Jesse looks like he muted himself. That's what it says on our I, end, at least. There I did. Go. I did. In, I did indeed mute myself. <laughs> I, I, I'm also speechless. Can uh, I just say of, real uh, quick? Can I, can I just say real quick? There is nothing. There is nothing more panic-inducing as a producer than when when a guest audio doesn't come through, there and there's nothing on your end that you have control over. There, like, there should be a camera on me on, in that situation. Because what happens is like, oh god, it's a, everything is going. Just off. freaking out. Uh, anyway, back 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 to your answer, Jesse, with audio. I yes, with audio. I I I think Tori would straight up tell you. I mean, he kind of did right there, like. He kind of is out of answers. And and I mean, I, I don't necessarily think that that's something that, you know, Tory should be slammed for or anything. Like, that's just kind of where teams get at certain points in, in the season where you're just losing game after game after game. I mean, the vast majority of, like, losing streaks that happen in the sport of baseball aren't because guys don't care or, or guys aren't putting forth the effort, uh, you know, or the, the preparation isn't being done. They're because... Sometimes it's just like how it goes in, in this game, right? And and yeah. sometimes you just really don't have answers, uh, you know, even though results continue to be bad time after time. Again, baseball is just a weird sport where, like, no matter how much more you want to try, no matter what kind of, uh, you know, mental adjustments you want to make, it doesn't guarantee a change in results. At the end of the day, baseball is a really hard sport, and guys still have to go out there and, and try to find a way to do their job. More than anything, guys, I, I don't really view this as, you know, an effort thing or, you know, somebody needs to go crazy in the clubhouse or any of that stuff. I think we're just kind of seeing a Diamondbacks team that was really playing extremely well early in the season, a lot of fun to watch, seemed to be way ahead of schedule. And this sort of feels like a reality check where it's like, okay, maybe this Diamondbacks team w- was ahead of schedule. Maybe they really weren't quite yeah. the team that we saw in the first few yeah. months. And and honestly, I mean, that's something that we've talked about a little bit as being a possibility. There have kind of been underlying signs the whole year. Maybe the Diamondbacks are playing over their heads a little bit. And, uh, you know, we've, we've certainly seen that here in the last few weeks. Well, and I mean, we were at one point doing a bit of a victory lap about projections and stuff, even our own projections, because – the Diamondbacks were well on pace at one point to win 100 games, to win 95 games, yeah. things like that, right? <laughs> uh, and, I mean, all we can do is analyze what's going on and and kind of we, we tried to say this is kind of crazy, but it's fun to watch and everything like that. We started adjusting, much like the fans, our expectations for where this team's at. But much like a baseball game, the season needed to be completed. And the mm-hmm. season still isn't completed. So, in the end, we might see this team play exactly – where a lot of projections were, where they win about 80 games, 82 games, 84 games, 78 games, something like that. Is this team going to finish above 500? I don't know, because, Jesse, they've only won seven games since July 1st, and Four I don't know, I if I can if I can guarantee that they're going to be above 500. I don't know if I can do that anymore, especially with the, the, the series that they have left. That's why, again, not to get overly dramatic, but that's why I felt this series with the Twins that's coming up is so crucial, because if they can't win a yeah. – you know, against a team that just got swept by the Royals, if they can't win a series with their arguably two of their best pitchers going in that series, then I'd have to say that this season is looking pretty bleak. I don't think Brandon Fott's career is looking bleak, though, and I think we're ultimately yeah. going to be very happy that Brandon Fott was not traded at the trade deadline, especially for some fly-by-night pitcher that might only be with the organization even just for a year and a half, right? Uh, Fott had... 15 whiffs today, Jesse, and I know that's big for you. 
Uh, and he used his <laughs> sweeper 39% of the time today. Like, through 39% of his pitches were sweepers, 31% forcing fastballs, 23% changeups, and then the curveball snuck in there at 7%. So what were your thoughts on his pick, pitch selection and going so heavily with the sweeper today? It was, yeah, it was it was really amazing to watch. I mean, of his seven strikeouts, I think five of them were on three pitches. Like this wasn't like Brandon Fott didn't beat around the bush. Like he just came right after guys. He came within one pitch of an immaculate inning. Yeah. At one point in this game, he had back to back strikeouts to start an inning on three pitches. He had an O two count. I think there was a ground out to finish that that inning, so uh, wasn't quite able to finish that off. But. Yeah, I mean, this is sort of everything that, that you're hoping for to see from Brandon Fott, I think. Uh, earlier in the season, for me, it, it seemed like it was a little bit hard to evaluate what we were seeing because he was making so many middle-middle mistakes that, you know, at, at this level, it doesn't really matter how good your stuff is. If you throw stuff right down yeah. the middle, it's yeah. going to get hit. And we did see that with, you the know, Lam- a 2 2 yeah. yeah, a 2 2 center cut fastball to Lamont Wade Jr. That's still going to you know, go over the fence, even if you're throwing a lot of other good pitches in the game. So that's obviously something he, he needs to continue to work on. But you're seeing how effective his stuff can be, right? He, he did a much better job in this game of commanding that secondary stuff. And he talked after the game about just how he, he feels more confident in that stuff now than he did earlier in the season. And Torrey also talked about how the Diamondbacks have really emphasized to him, you're going to have to back off your fastball a little bit at this level. Uh, you yeah. know, even though the four seamer played up in Reno and, and has been a swing and miss pitch for him in the past, you know, he might be able to do a little bit of that in the big leagues. But in order for him to, to last and, and really become the pitcher, a lot of people think he can. He's going to have to rely on the secondary stuff. And today you saw just how electric that stuff can be. We have his pitch chart from today, Jesse, and I really like the selection here. I like how how scattered things are around. There's still a lot there in the middle, but like sure. you see you see a bit more of the fastball being inside and up. You see a bit more of that sweeper being the pitch that kind of lands there dead in the strike zone, which I think that's what kind of allowed him to be a bit more effective with the pitches that did land in there. But uh, the one thing I didn't really like is that he threw too many strikes, uh, to be honest. When I heard his, I think he threw 62 out of 82 pitches for strikes. And I mean, that's just <laughs> nuts to me. That's like you said, when it comes to pitching at a major league level, you you literally need to pitch outside of the strike zone more than that in order to full batters and and like as as much as you want like when I was a kid I, I thought that the ultimate day out for a pitcher was every single one of his balls or you know pitches being thrown was for a strike like when I would hear guys like oh you threw ninety five pitches and forty five were for strikes I was like I mean or sixty five were for strikes you're like yeah like he's not even close with today's performance I felt like. That would be the only thing I would criticize about Brandon Fott was, uh, you know, again, he could be a little bit more deceptive, throwing a little bit out of the strike zone with the guy with the way things uh, guys were swinging and missing today. I, I felt like he could have even been more dominant. I, I totally agree. Yeah, that's that's a conversation we had with Brent Strom. I think right when Brandon Fott was was first called up about how if anything fought. Yeah, he, he throws too many pitches in the zone at times. And I think opposing hitters can get a little bit too comfortable in the box as a result of that. You know, walks aren't necessarily the worst thing in the world. You don't want to encourage them necessarily, but it's also okay, you know, to walk two or three guys a game. Uh, you know, you'd rather walk a guy than, you know, risk making a, a middle-middle mistake in, in a hitter's count or something like that. So I do think that's something that, that Fott will 
probably have to to, to learn and, and come to grips with. Watching him pitch uh, reminds me of like pitching an MLB The Show sometimes. Like at least for me, when I'm playing MLB The Show, like I don't throw pitches out of the strike zone. Like if it's only <laughs> yeah. two, I might. I'm painting maybe, the corner maybe. every time. <laughs> only, yeah. only when your stamina gets down low and you can't really control them well anymore is really the only Unless point I'm playing that's against a, a friend and then I'm throwing high heat to make him look like a fool all the time because that's just coming like right at the middle but of the screen. That's because you know it's a human and exactly. you can easily yeah. deceive them more than yeah you know, right actually human, no uh, to be yeah, the, yeah i don't ever throw in the strike zone now that i think about it when i'm <laughs> like almost all of my pitches now are like i'm trying to get curved because like my worst case scenario is giving up a home run yeah i'm pitching uh, curveballs just hoping they they fucking yeah they swing at him no, oh, everybody's aggressive everybody's aggressive when they're playing the show uh let's take a look at the numbers for this series because believe it or not uh they this does not look like a, a, a three to one series win by the giants i mean neither team was was very good offensively in this when you look at 12 runs being scored to nine runs you got you know the hits there 26 to 20 uh errors one to two so nothing there but man these these eras for these these pitching 2.96 starting pitching er for the diamondbacks 2.65 for the giants uh relief pitching was just absurd for the giants bullpen like the diamondbacks could not get anything Mm -hmm. going against the giants bullpen at all including today's bullpen game yeah, the Giants are weird, man. I mean, they like they just have all these guys that they use in like two or three inning roles, right? Like Sean, yeah, like Manaya, Sean Manaya. Alex Wood, <laughs> yeah. Jacob Junis. Ridiculous. Like like all these guys on most like most teams would look at these guys and they're like, oh, like you've got a number four, number five starter. Yeah. Not the Giants. They're like, no, you're you're gonna you're gonna pitch like innings four through six, and then this guy is gonna <laughs> get like three outs in the seventh, and then two outs it in works. the eighth. And then, like yeah, Ga- I don't know what Gabe Kapler is uh, is thinking over there, but yeah, it it sort of has worked, and I've kind of always gotten the sense that when the Diamondbacks play the Giants in these types of games, it's a little bit harder to really find an offensive rhythm when you're constantly having you know different relievers on the mound, and all of these guys are quality relievers. The Giants really do have one of the best bullpens in the game, and th- this plan just works for them. It's weird. It's it's yeah. it's frustrating for other teams when. You know, uh, the Giants this year, I think, have performed extremely well in their bullpen games. This has sort of been a strategy for them all along. But, Gabe yeah, Kappler's the Diamondbacks have, I, I guess so. The Diamondbacks just haven't really had an answer for it. Yeah. Um, Nicholas asks, how did we nearly hit uh, 400 of the runners in scoring position and score only nine runs in four games? How? I'm going to tell you how. Because the Diamondbacks only had, once again, 13 yeah. runners in scoring say, position we shouldn't in even put that four That's games. Oh, my God. 13 runners in scoring position They in say the games. numbers never lie, but they, they are uh, definitely misleading little bastards. Right, because they were 5 for 13. They actually had one more hit than the Giants, but the Giants had 26 runners in scoring position in this game in this series. They had plenty of opportunities. Uh, they hit that one extra home run, which ended up honestly being the difference maker in today's game because they hit uh, four home runs in this series to the Diamondbacks three. And I mean, again, it's like Lourdes Gurriel feels like he's coming back online a bit. Cattell Marte uh, was off today, but he still has been a primary source of, of, of offense for them. But outside of that, I mean, Geraldo Perdomo remains fairly consistent. Corbin Carroll feels like he's completely lost at the plate at times. There's a lot of discussion in our office about, why is why why is he coming with the bunt approach so often when this man can hit oppo tacos like almost effortlessly? It seems like a time. So I, I I don't know. It yeah. just feels like a lot of guys are struggling and trying to do whatever they can to get get back uh, get back on pace. 
Yeah, Corbin is Corbin's been rolling over the top a lot lately. Uh, there have been a, a lot of like pull side ground balls for him. You also saw a pop up late in the game in a key spot. Um, yeah, he he's really fallen off offensively, and I mean the man still has an OPS of like eight seventy eight seventy five. So yes, it's he does. you know it's hard. Like he's still having an outstanding season, and him being a rookie, like these are the kinds of things that are that are going to happen. I think Corbin Carroll is probably the least of of the Diamondbacks' worries. But I want to go back to something that. I heard Sean say before I hopped on, if you look at the Diamondbacks lineup right now, it just doesn't like like it just doesn't really scare you all that much. Yeah, I know no. Tori Tori mixed things up quite a bit today. Today's lineup was pretty weird. I asked him about it after the game. He said he was, you know, trying everything, like just trying to see if he could get something going by by trying a different look in the lineup. It it didn't obviously it didn't work. But yeah, like this Diamondbacks lineup on paper is is frankly nothing super special right i mean it's Mattel Marte having a great season it's corbin carroll having a great season it's christian walker continuing to be a well above average first baseman but after that i mean i guess you hope tommy fam comes in and kind of continues what, what he was doing yeah uh with the mets you hope lordis gets back yeah. to what he was before but it's kind of just those three guys and then everyone else who's just kind of averaged a lot of them a little bit below average it, it kind of feels like this Diamondbacks offense was was overperforming earlier in the season and is kind of correcting a little bit now. Jesse, I know you're not flying back, or I know you're flying back, you're not driving back, but we also know if you were <laughs> driving back exactly where you would stop. And of course, it's our friends at Circle K. Uh, and I know you would do that just because you miss me and Sean so much that you would hope to catch one of us mm. on the gas pump just so that Correct. that way you'd feel... Uh, you know, like like you're back home. But uh, as you know, here in town, Circle K is the best place for coffee, beer and snack selection and premium gas. Uh, Polar Pops. Uh, listen to us in the gas station. True. Our souls are trapped in a gas station uh, gas pump. And it's merely to tell you that Polar Pops stay cold longer. They really do. It's a fact. And that's uh, that's what our life goal is to remind you of that. But uh, my other life goal is to see one of you fight Sean for a 2023 Ford Big Ben Bronco SUV. And now I'm pissed. So. Yeah, like he's he's I mean, he's got the toothpick now. That's immediately like <laughs> a, a level up boss move. But uh, all you have to do is buy Power Age. You get him four for five dollars and you will be entered to become one of 10 finalists to fight Sean for that truck. You can also get buy two, get one free monster energy drinks and buy two, get one free beatbox hard tees. Make sure you're not missing out on all of this incredible stuff right now. Text PHNX to three, one, three, one, zero to join their SMS subscriber club. That's PHNX to three, one, three, one, zero. You will get a buy one, get one free offer on a 32 ounce polar pop head to circle K.com slash store dash locator to find circle K's near you. Of course, while you're there, Pick up some Four Peaks or wherever you get your beers at. Grab some Four Peaks. It is the official craft beer of PHNX, and this is the official craft beer of the Arizona Diamondbacks. They have their Rattle on Red Ale, and if you're not into that, they have a wide variety of uh, beers for you to try. A great place to do so is at the Four Peaks Draft Room at Chase Field. Uh, it is uh, a wonderful spot on the suite level. You can watch games from there. You don't even have to go to your seat. You can just hang out there the whole game. You can join us for our takeover event on August 12th. That's where we will be meeting up. Uh, for more on that, check out the events page in our show notes to find dates and tickets. And, of course, check out the Four Peaks calendar at fourpeaks.com slash events to stay up to date on everything Four Peaks. Check out uh, social media, Four Peaks Brew, Four Peaks Pub, to keep up with everything at Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 or older to drink Four Peaks, and please drink responsibly. Speaking of you making a flight, are you going to make your flight? That is our biggest yeah, question. Yeah, that's what I was wondering this whole time. What time is your flight? When is your flight? 
Well, it all depends on how long you guys hold me hostage here. But yes. uh, my flight, my, you can make this interesting for me if you want to. We're going to talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Jesse. And I'm starting in chronological order with <laughs> Captain America. And we're going from there. Um, my flight leaves at 6.47 p.m. Oh, my God. Okay. I have anxiety. I thought, well, no, I thought you were just going to say six. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah. That's I, think we're, I think we're at 45 minutes with us. Yeah, yeah, I, think I feel we're like in a good spot. I'm about uh, 45 minutes with transit. Do you have your bags with you? Minute Uber ride. Oh yeah, yeah. I've got, I've got go? everything with He's me. Dialed up. Um, right, yeah, you're chilling. Yeah, you're good. You're good. Um, but we got questions. We have more questions before we let you go. Uh, what is going on with Tommy Henry and Zach Davies? Speaking of the starting rotation, have there been any updates on on these two gentlemen? Yeah. So Zach Davies, uh, we're not sure exactly when it will be. Uh, Tori has, has not confirmed that for us yet, but Zach Davies is about to throw a 60-pitch simulated game, so he's ramping up. Uh, Tori didn't give us an, an exact date or, or an idea of, of how soon he could be back, but it seems like he might not be all that far away, maybe maybe two or three weeks. That's sort of a, a, a very rough guesstimate. Um, and then Tommy Henry, it sounds like there's been a bit of a setback there. Tori didn't really describe it that way. When the, when the injury initially happened, it sounded like the D-backs were hoping to get him back in August. And Tori yesterday described that as a best-case scenario. So he's still in the treatment phase, hasn't begun any kind of throwing at this point. So I'd be kind of surprised if you saw uh, Tommy Henry this month. It's probably going to be September. Obviously, that puts a lot of pressure on, on other guys in this rotation. Slate Ciccone, do we think we'll see more of Slate Ciccone being stretched out a little further? Or do you think that they're still going to kind of – uh, maybe maybe take it easy with him, maybe restrict him to just going through the lineup two times like we saw uh, in his first start. I don't know. That's a good question. Um, I, I Yeah, I would suspect that if, if they kind of wanted to protect him in his first start, they might do the same thing in his second start. Uh, I guess uh, take a cue here from Gabe Kapler. You know, don't, don't let guys go too deep in games. Kind of try to switch things up on the opponent. I think Slade starting the game and then Tyler Gilbert coming in to provide some length. It's a combo that sort of makes sense with a righty and a lefty. I wouldn't be surprised if if the D-backs did that the next time around. But we also don't know ex exactly what their plans are here. I, I don't think the Diamondbacks have officially committed to Slade Chaconi making another start, even though that's probably what I would expect. Did you get a chance to talk to Tommy Pham for the first time, newest Arizona Diamondback? We did, yeah. Tommy spoke with the media for the first time uh, this morning. And, uh, yeah, he, he talked about uh, hitting at Chase Field. He was asked if he likes hitting at Chase Field. We posted the clip on Twitter. Some people might have already seen. The humidor. Uh, but he, yeah, he talked about it was great before the humidor. <laughs> Loved hitting there before the humidor. He talked about how much confidence uh, he would have, you know, after just – For like, all playing. intents and purposes, the humidor does not exist, Jesse. Remember, that is the official position on the humidor. He talked about like how much confidence he would have spraying home runs like all over Chase Field just because of how how far the ball would fly back in the day. But he also talked about how he is he himself has never homered at Chase Field and is hoping to hoping hmm. to turn things around. He's played kind of a lot of games there. Got to uh, put one in the know, pool. He's obviously obviously bounced around from a number of different teams. So uh, so yeah, I, I, yeah. In theory, he likes sitting at Chase Field, but the humidor has sort of. 
uh, dampened that the, the mood a little bit. If you hey. pun, pun entirely <laughs> intended, that was that yeah. was pretty good. <laughs> That's a dad joke if I've ever heard one, Jesse. Let's fucking go. All right, I mean, well, we're, the, we're the ones making all of the terrible like, hey, fam. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's so many mm-hmm. fam. Oh, it's going to get worse. We're not. We're we've only just begun, Jesse. Make sure to check that video out on our YouTube page. Yeah, <laughs> do that. Do that. Uh, uh, before we let you go, I, I we need some words of encouragement because Sean and I were checking to see if these windows on the fifth floor uh, could open potentially based on how bad things are going with this team. I don't know if we were going to throw items out of them or, or ourselves out the window but uh i mean how uh, like how concerned really should we be i know yesterday you said let's pump the brakes even even if that series in minnesota doesn't go well uh, a, lot, a lot of baseball still left to play there is yeah i mean it's august 3rd you still have you still have two months of baseball left to play um you know i mean people who are pretty worried i i understand like if if ever the wheels were falling off for a baseball team and, and the sky was falling <laughs> this is about as, as close as you can get to that i won't i won't deny that you know i if people have a sense that the diamondbacks are just going to continue on this downhill path and maybe not even finish 500 i understand where you're coming from and i wouldn't necessarily say that that's a, an outrageous thought like the diamondbacks are really really struggling right now and they're not really showing any signs of, of overcoming that i do think this series in in minnesota i won't call it you know do or die at this point in the season but i do think it's really important you have merrill kelly and zach gallon uh scheduled to, to pitch in that series I feel like you gotta you gotta get two out of three in Minnesota if you're the Diamondbacks at the very least. This is a, a you know a series. The Twins, as we talked about, are, are not played particularly well of late. I think the Diamondbacks, uh, you know, this is gonna be this is gonna be pretty big for them. Uh, piece of Yoshi in the comments said, "Well, geez, that got dark. I apologize. <laughs> I've been." hanging out with this man too much and things get very drastic uh, don't around pin, here. Don't pin this on me. <laughs> yeah, I'm blaming don't it. Don't pin this I on me. I said the words, but I'm blaming you. Pinning that on one. Sean is crazy. It's crazy, it's crazy dog. Right? That's crazy. <laughs> it's a good sleight of hand. Jesse, go get on an airplane and get back here because I, I need you uh, to keep me calm uh, and collected around this place because these guys, they're not helping me. Saul, Saul <laughs> came out and yelled at them for being so negative. And I say them because I don't include myself in these in this group of <laughs> naysayers. But, uh, yeah, all right, buddy. Well, go make your flight. We don't want you to miss out on that. We playing we playing cornhole tomorrow. Is that still we are yes, yes we we got some cornhole to play. So we will be co- we're actually changing our time. So that's a good good point to bring up. We're going to be going live in the afternoon tomorrow, just due to everybody being out at Bet MGM Sportsbook out there by Cardinal Stadium. So make sure to join us out there for that, and of course join us right here for uh, more talk about how bad this baseball team uh, has become. But <laughs> Jesse, that's a great that is a great plug. Dude. Isn't that a great join way to us get people in. Join us. We're going to talk more about how bad things are let's fucking go all right (laughs) jesse we'll see you tomorrow buddy all right take care guys safe travels um i can i just talk about two random baseball things real quick i I would love it if you did first off diamondbacks they're not diamondbacks related at all first off anthony rizzo just got put on the il for a possible concussion that's dating back to may from when he got oh. hit by, um, he got hit by. Um, Is he on a sixty-day IL? Fernando Tatis. Um, it doesn't say. I just okay. see a tweet that says going to IL. But this happened uh, back in May. Um, it, before it happened, he had played fifty-three games, had eleven home runs, and had a three hundred four, three seventy-six, five hundred five uh, slash line. Now he's considered like one of the worst players in baseball right now. Since that date, 
the date that he allegedly got a concussion, he has one home run in a slashing 172, 271, 225. Oh, my God. That's terrifying. But, yeah, because you're playing with... Well, he's, he's playing... Uh, apparently, he's been playing with a concussion injury. that's severely affecting how he's playing. Yeah. Which is like, and I hate the... I, I hate the New York Yankees. First off, Rizzo was drafted by the Red Sox. Secondly, I, I, he's just, I, I love him as a guy and a player. Yeah. Um, and regardless, even if I didn't, I'm not rooting for guys to have oh, massive head trauma. I mean, it's, it's a crazy thing because we talk about how like the medical staff a lot of times is in charge of that, right? So mm-hmm. the medical staff ultimately shouldn't be making that call, not leaving up two coaches. Yeah, I, just, not so, I don't even know. How, yeah, how does that happen? How does it skip through I've, and not notice that a concussion uh, you know, is, is there or, or yeah, uh, that's, um, that's rough. Other raz- crazy baseball story, Flaherty pitching for the Orioles. I don't understand how this happens. He, this season, like only six times all season, he has hit, he has pitched over 96.0 miles per hour, his fastball. Okay. He's done it, or it's, it's happened seven times. He's done it six times already in this one start with the mm. Orioles and has hit, hit 97 for the first time Fishy. all year. This, this is kind of like, right? The- this How does something like that happen? I don't know. It's like the Ryan Nelson, Dre Jameson thing. When they came up last year, they were both doing the same thing. Like they were yeah. pitching, you know, like their velo was between like 92 and 94. And now they were just hitting regularly like, 97. How uh, does that happen? Just switching teams. I, I don't, I don't and it, know. It, like it's one thing if it's like, you know, you're approaching batters differently or something like that. And you're, you're having, you're more success in a different setting, but like to physically throw the ball harder just be just playing in a in a different uniform makes no sense. To me. I mean, it's gonna we we're gonna have to see how the season plays out for yeah. Brandon Fod, especially after today's great start. But like, how does literally changing the side of the rubber that you pitch from ultimately that's, impact yeah, that's a fair you? Point. And make I mean, you pitching a new, is a very it it's like a so weird, arc. right? Yeah. yeah, but like obviously Brent Strom with his years of experience knew that like. There's some deception to be had yeah, there. Some, that's you a know, fair point. it's also the way that Brent Strom instantly doing and Ryan Nelson was tipping his pitches that yeah. that game against it the maybe, Cardinals. It could be something as simple as a very minor right, mechanics adjustment right, that adds exactly. that uh, less than mile per hour difference. Uh, baseball, baseball is fun. It's crazy, but uh, I'll tell you, in order to get yourself prepared for it, you need to check out Foco.com because they have our set locked down. Uh, this little, we need to see this Cattell back. The flexing could tell maybe doing a little bit yes. one of these options again but uh, you can get all of these wonderful little works of art at foco which is a leading manufacturer of sports and entertainment merchandise uh, and they have a product line that includes apparel includes accessories toys collectibles uh, the rally monkey which we might need to get cogs in the rally monkey in studio yeah, here to man. turn things around but most importantly i love their bobbleheads they're uh, they're limited edition they are numbered and they are tiny works of art so you can check them out they have everything you need for baseball season and of course Foco always has our back for Arizona sports, which oh. some teams don't. No, they like quite literally are numbered. Like yeah. there's only 144 of these? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did and, not know that. Yeah, and they number them down to like 85 sometimes. They have like an 85 order. And like the, the bobbleheads increase in val- or huh. increased in cost even with Foco based on that. But it's because you are literally getting a collectible, numbered collectible item from them. Yeah, I, I, I honestly yeah. did not know. They yeah, had the number it's, 45. It's I didn't crazy. know that was a thing. This one is that, 27 of 322. Huh. Little yeah, this is 45 Cattells. of 144. Yeah. I believe the Cattell one sold out. There's a Corbin Carroll yeah. one that's sold they, out. They so. sold out real fast. Yeah, because huh. there's that's only crazy. 300 I did not, of them, I did not right? Yeah, that's, I genuinely did not know that. Yeah, they are, uh, of course, we love them. We love the pieces they've donated to our set. And, of course, this we still need a Michaela Perkins action figure for this <laughs> car. But Foco, again, uh, they have yours, too, when it comes to Arizona sports. They have your back. Get the gear. Uh, that they make is best gear around, and you can get that by visiting foco.com and use our promo code of PHNX for all non pre sale items. You use that promo code uh, PHNX, you will get 10% off. Uh, and after a loss like today, we need 
OGs. That's there's no better way to put it. I mean, there's no better way to get over a loss than OGs brands gummies. And I True. mean that literally because uh, if you if you go a high enough dosage, you might not even remember that a baseball game was played. But that's oh, the yeah, wonderful man. thing about OGs. They have they have a variety of doses. They have a variety of strains. Whatever you need, they have you covered. Their pink lemonade gummies are limited edition themselves. They're not numbered like these guys, but they are limited edition and they are live now. They are here. They are fresh. They are tangy. Uh, they are lemony. They are red berry. Uh, and they have plenty of sugar on them. They're delicious. So make sure to check them out. They're here to flavor your summer. Uh, and also check out my favorite, the Sleep Edition gummies, because that is one thing that I use marijuana for is to get a good night's sleep. Yeah, getting you, a good night's sleep with the weight of the D-backs <sighs> fucking tra- train wreck on when, your when, when, mind. Is when, my, when my mind uh, goes quiet and I and I have those moments, all I hear is like 142 batting average in the last like six games or whatever. You know, that's what happens in my head. So I need uh, OGs. They also have mix, ga- mix bags now available. Fruits. Creams, they have a variety of flavors in them, uh, and they are all delicious. You can find out your favorite, or maybe you just like the variety. We highly recommend you check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or older to purchase, and please use responsibly. Well, that's all we got, folks. We will be back tomorrow from the Bet MGM Sportsbook out there at Cardinal Stadium. I don't know. I mean, we're look. I don't know how the Cardinals uh, year is going to go, but I have a feeling that being out there might not bring us any luck, either. <laughs> but it'll bring us a whole lot of fun. And I mean, honestly, there's no there's no better experience uh, in betting on sports than getting that little paper, oh, the ticket. paper ticket. Yeah, a little paper ticket in your hand just feels good. So make sure to join us out there for that. Uh, we'll be going live, I think, at 1 p.m. tomorrow. We got a lot of shows going. So uh, this guy's on most of them but uh make sure to follow him on twitter uh he is at sean underscore to pause i'm at cap underscore caveman with a k jesse is at jesse and friedman of course we are damon's dogs uh, and you can follow him at damon dog that's d-a-w-g uh, our show is at phnx underscore dbacks but of course all roads lead to at phnx underscore sports on twitter instagram and facebook uh the rally monkey is coming to cornhole tomorrow we need Ooh, him. we need him out go. there yeah that's huge i challenge the rally monkey to cornhole i think that's one person i know i can beat out there mostly because he's an inanimate object but also because i like my chances uh we thank you guys for joining us on behalf of this crew we appreciate your time and of course remember kids baseball is fun but it's so much more fun when you make it to the airport with two hours to spare jesse hurry